Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to talk politics. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick. Want to thank again my first hour guests, uh, Avi Israel and Jacqueline Zambito from Save the Michaels. Uh, heartrending stories this Mother Di- Mother's Day. Uh, concerning their uh, son's uh, battle with uh, with addiction. Um, anyway, uh, I'm joined now live in studio by 27th Congressional District Democratic candidate Nate McMurray. Nate or Nathan is uh, supervisor of Grand Island. Nathan, welcome to the program. And and unless uh, you're like me, you either live on Grand Island or like me, represent Grand Island in the county legislature. Probably don't know that much about you, so. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am relatively new to politics. I've been the supervisor of the town of Grand Island for a little bit more than two years. And I think uh, objectively you can say we've got a lot done in those two years. But I grew up here in western New York. I am one of seven. I was raised by my mom alone. When my father died at a young age, she raised all seven of us. And uh, I went on and struggled through and went to law school. Had a relatively successful career. I think I did pretty well. Came back, and then I ran for supervisor, and that's my story in a nutshell. This uh, taking on Chris Collins uh, in a very, very Republican district, um, kind of an uphill battle, isn't isn't it? Uh, you know, you don't impress me as a, a, a delusional person. Do you do you really think you have a have a decent shot at this? Well, and, if, and if so, why? Well, the reality is my biggest opponent is not Chris Collins. It's a, it's a guy named Jerry Mander. I mean, this is a rigged district. So you're right. It's difficult. If, no matter who you were, if you ran here, it'd be difficult well, to win. Well, that's not. But but no, normally a gerrymander district, normally the uh, the congressional districts are drawn up by the Senate and the Assembly, a bunch of politicians, and they do rig the districts and they make a Republican district over here or a Democratic district over here. But this one was actually drawn by a federal judge because the, the politicians couldn't get together on that one. Now, it is... It is extremely, extremely uh, Republican, as uh, in the same way that Higgins' district is extremely Democratic. Um, but uh, given that you're in a very Republican district, or you're running in a Republican district, um, you know how do you how do you win? Is there something unique? We hear a lot about the the coming blue wave, uh, a reaction to President Trump. Are you counting on that to to hopefully uh, uh, push you over the top? I'm counting on people understanding who Chris Collins is. The reality is, I said before, it doesn't matter who runs, they're going to have a a tough time beating this man. But the reality is, even if a ham sandwich ran, he should beat Chris Collins. If people knew who this guy was, what he has not done to represent them, what he has done to take advantage of the people of Western New York, they would vote against him. Whether they're Republicans or conservatives or Democrats or whatever, he is not a person who has represented Western New York. So it's my duty to get that message out there. I want people to understand this is a man... Who does not? He does not live like you. He does not act like you, and he has not represented us. 
And you'll make the case that you have lived like well, yeah, People, I, I think you, you, you do a better job of representing them. Absolutely. I'm a person who grew up here in Western New York. I grew up on the canal. My family has been here for generations. Like I said, I'm one of seven. I knew what it was like not to have uh, to, to struggle and to make ends meet. I'm a guy who started off a community college and ended up a Fulbright scholar. I worked hard. I work hard like the people of Western New York. So, yeah, I am a guy who understands what Western New York is like. I'm a person who's lived here and, and is part of this place. He's from North Carolina. He's not from here. He came here to essentially be a vulture capitalist and take advantage of struggling businesses in Western New York. I am a person of Western New York. Speaking of speaking of struggles uh, and challenges, uh, recently, of course, uh, it was it was in the papers. I think uh, Bob uh, McCarthy broke the story that uh, they were the Democrats were trying to get rid of you, or Governor Cuomo was trying to get rid of you. I joked when you came in the studio that I didn't see any tread marks on your back from the from the bus that, that Cuomo tried to back over you. But uh, in a follow-up uh, column, I mean, Bob McCarthy did do an article on you and said you were a little bit down after that, but then you, you know, you picked yourself up and, and uh, you know, are, are, you know, are not going to let anyone get you out of this race. Is that the case? Or how did that all happen? Did, did, did uh, Cuomo's people contact you? Um, and and yeah, say, I mean, you know, we need, we, we need been... to find a place for Kathy Hochul to get her off <laughs> the, the, the gubernatorial <laughs> ticket? Well, you know, the story's been written and rewritten. I'm just going to say this. Obviously, I'm an outsider. I don't know Kathy Hochul very well. I don't know the governor. I don't know Nancy Pelosi for sure. I don't know anybody. I'm someone who came out from nowhere. No one thought I'd win as supervisor. You know, Kevin, I did not work my way up to the ranks. I don't have a vast network of donors or supporters to call upon. I'm a guy who came out and said I want to make my community better because I love Western New York. That's who I am. So there's obviously challenges that go along with that. Huge, huge challenges. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned a huge network of donors. Um, I, I mean, I... I understand as well as anybody how difficult it is to raise money in this town. I mean, uh, I, I mean, for some people it's easy, but for me and, and I'm sure for you it's it's not. But you need money to win these elections. I mean, and and as you look at the task before you, as I look at the task before you, and I'm sure you do too, you see this huge sprawling congressional district in a in a couple of major media markets, right? I mean, you don't have to just buy Buffalo TV; you have to buy Rochester TV and radio. Uh, and, you know, Buffalo TV alone is expensive. Now you throw in Rochester on top of that. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a daunting task. Is that the way you see it? Absolutely. I'm going to be honest. The reality is I do not have the donor class backing me. I do not, I'm not like Chris Collins who can say, hey, I'm here for my donors. He says that publicly. I don't have those donors. My donors is, is my dentist saying, hey, can you give me 25 bucks? My donor is going to my friends from high school and saying, can you help me out? That is very difficult. It's very difficult. I am not going to go to corporations and beg for money. I am not going to take money from people I don't trust or don't like. I'm going to do my best to screen our donors and to take donors from people that believe in me for the right reasons. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to ask if your dentist gave you money. <laughs> well, my dental, my dental hygienist gave me some money. So. I'll, I'll, I'll need your dental hygienist name before I leave here because I'm always looking for money. Um, listen, <laughs> well, you know what it's like. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I do know what it's yeah. like. It's it's not easy. It's the toughest thing in the world to ask for people for money. And it's also, it's, if you look at where my competitor is getting money from, he's getting money from big businesses. He's getting from money from the people he represents. He's not getting money from the folks in Batavia. He was one of the lowest low donor don't uh, one of the lowest uh, numbers of low donations in the country. Mm-hmm. No no small dollar. He's not getting twenty five dollar checks 
from people in Batavia and Warsaw. He's getting money from corporations. So, so you're painting yourself as Bernie Sanders and he's Hillary Clinton. I'm neither of them. I'm Nate McMurray. And I'm going to tell you what, I think the people of Western New York, if they hear my message, they will vote for me. On, on that note, we need to come, we, we need to go to break. But when we return, I'm going to go down a list of issues that I have in front of me, get your position uh, scoped out on this so people in the district, in the 27th district, know what you stand for. Uh, and then eventually we'll get around to listener phone calls. So if you want to uh, line up now, uh, 803-0930 is the number to call. 803-0930 to get on the line with uh, Nate McMurray and ask him your own questions. In the meantime, I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide. All right. Hey, uh, back, uh, back on Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick. In a moment, we'll get back to, uh, my conversation with Nate McMurray. Nate is running against Chris Collins for the 27th Congressional District this fall. Uh, before that, however, uh, we'll get to our, one of our favorite segments on the uh, show, Mets Talk with, uh, Joe Beamer, our producer. Uh, Joe, um, you know, I mean, I, I thought it was just confined to politics, but what is it with these batting order Nazis in Major League Baseball now? I know, you know, if, if Zubel Cabrera I, I, wants to bat second, let him he bat, bat second. Exactly. Who are who is Major League Baseball to tell him you've got to stick to the lineup card? I mean, what is this? The fifties? Come on! I, I, I tell you, it's it's terrible. By the way, uh, nice nice bump music then. I thought if if ever I had to change the name of this show from Hardline to something else about politics, my ideal show name would be Mixed Emotions, and the bump music would be the 1989 uh, Rolling Stones uh, uh, piece by or uh, song by that name. So maybe we can look up some of that for the next bump. All right, yeah. You you have your challenge. Okay. I've, I've always said you tell. All right. Me what well, there's there's I'll someone else singing in the studio, and that's uh, that's Nate McMurray. That <laughs> no, was Nate, killer bump music, though. I loved it. Nate is uh, Grand Island supervisor, but he wants to be your congressman if you live in the 27th district, now represented by Chris Collins. Uh, we'll get to your phone calls uh, in a little while. Again, the number to call eight zero three zero nine thirty. 8030930 but first i want to run down with Nate a, a number of issues so people in the 27th district can can know where their candidate stands on these issues i'll just throw out an issue issue will be like a word association i'll be the psychiatrist you got it. you'll be the <laughs> the person needing uh, help and and as a congressional candidate as a democrat in that district that may be a an appropriate metaphor um healthcare Healthcare, uh, repeal ahead. and replace Obamacare, or or we'll figure out a way to get healthcare for all, single payer. We call it Medicare you, for all. Call it America you, Care. You you want single payer? I absolutely want single payer. I think that what the reality is, it'd be cheaper. Look at what the economists are saying. Mm-hmm. It'd be cheaper because you can leverage the power of the American people to guarantee a basic minimum for all people. And if anyone out there is listening saying it's a bad idea, ask yourself: Do you really like your healthcare? Does anyone really like their health care? Is the status quo good? Do you know how many people I talk to who just don't have health care, who go without? And never mind the fact you don't get Medicare until after you're retired, usually. So there's a gap. There's so many issues. We need to figure out a, a single-payer system now. It's actually the smarter, economically smarter and fiscally smarter thing to do. A big issue for President uh, Trump Border security. Uh, how do you feel about the wall, immigration policy? It's a complete uh, waste DACA. of money. It's a waste of taxpayer money. It's a the joke. Wall is. It's a complete joke. Mm-hmm. We have more border security down there than we've had in generations. There's less Im- illegal immigration than we've had for generations. We need a safe border. But he is tricking you. He is fooling you if you think putting a giant cement wall up is a good use of taxpayer money. 
We don't have roads. We don't have bridges that work. We have airports. We have we have infrastructure that's dying all over Western New York, and we're going to spend trillions of dollars on a wall. Let me let me get you on record, Nate, on DACA. Oh, come on! Do you, have you ever met anyone who's that subject to this program? These are people who have lived there their entire life. These are people who do not know the countries we were going to send them back to. We need those people here. And it's an emotional issue. It's not based in logic. We need to make sure those, those, those dreamers stay. What, what about the rest of the so-called illegals? Do you favor a path to citizenship for them? I, well, listen, I think we have to have tighter security. There's no doubt. There's a, but we can't be fooled into building walls and this other nonsense is going to waste our money. Now, I can't speak for every single one of them, but if people have been serving their communities, been part of their communities, and been contributing to their communities for years, those people need a path to citizenship. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Nathan McMurray. Nathan, supervisor of Grand Island, is running against Chris Collins this fall for the 27th Congressional District. Uh, continuing down the list of issues, uh, trade agreements, uh, tariffs. Um, you know, my uh, my 403B, which is kind of like a 401K, was going great guns this year until uh, the uh, the president announced uh, that uh, that he was uh, going uh, whole hog with tariffs against a number of countries. Uh, how do you feel about the tariffs? Uh, how do you feel about China and China cheating on on agreements? Should something be done there? Well, you know, um, should should NAFTA be torn up or renegotiated? Well, the thing about President Trump, he's right on this issue in many ways. We have been taken advantage of. We have not used the leverage of the American people and the power of the American military and all the other strengths that America has to get better deals for Americans. You know, I lived overseas for a long time. I was in China. I was in South Korea. I know we've been taken advantage by these countries. But the reality is, if you think we can put a wall around the United States and not trade, well, then you are cutting off opportunities for American companies to make money. And that's what these tariffs are doing. We need to figure out a way to make better deals. But not trading with foreign countries, especially countries that are growing economies and growing markets, it's a huge mistake. And I'm trying to talk fast to fit it all in. So keep yeah, I know. Well, well, that's good because we've got a we got about three or four more minutes in this segment. I'm going to get as far through my list as possible, and after the break, we'll open it up to callers, uh, and I'll squeeze in some more issues in between callers. Again, the number to get on board eight zero three zero nine thirty. If you have a question for Nate McMurray, Democrat candidate running against Chris Collins in the twenty seventh congressional district, how about a big one for uh, for a lot of people in America? On, on both sides, uh, gun control. Well, uh, listen, I support the Second Amendment fully. I believe in what George Orwell said, the, the, the rifle on the laborer's home is a protection against tyranny. And not the tyranny of some big government coming after you, the tyranny of an evil neighbor or some crook down the street or something else. I believe in the Second Amendment. But if you think the status quo where all these kids are getting killed, and if you think the NRA, which they're com- if you watch an NRA commercial recently, if you put the words ISIS on it, you wouldn't be surprised. It's a joke. They're running this this terror campaign to scare people into buying more guns. Don't be stupid. I don't want to take away your guns. I want you to have your rifle, your shotgun, or whatever else. I, I live I, on Grand Island. I've been. I mean, go ahead. I, well, I suspect that you, by by your answer, by the direction you're taking, uh, that you would favor some additional gun control measures. Yeah, I would support universal background checks. But I want to make a point. I am an Eagle Scout. I grew you, up you around. Want to close the gun ho- gun show loophole. I want to close the gun show loophole. It's a joke. It's the way criminals get a hold of guns. And if you talk to uh, the, the police and if you talk to – I've talked to many in law enforcement. They're going to tell you the worst thing in the world is when they go to a house and they're wondering if some crook in there has more firepower than they have. I just authorized the purchase of long guns on Grand Island because we need more firepower for our police because we can't keep up. 
with what the crooks have on the streets. So if you think the status quo is good in America, you're wrong. We need to protect the Second Amendment, but also protect law-abiding citizens. A couple minutes before the break, and again, after the break, we'll go to your phone calls. Uh, try to squeeze in one issue. Uh, what the heck? You can do it in two minutes. Everybody else does. Social Security. Uh, that's about as much attention that government gives to it. Well, Chris Collins has put Social Security in jeopardy forever, and everyone should know that. He, by passing that tax scam, you think that tax law is a good thing? It's going to be a short-term profit for most people in America. What's a, what's a connection between the tax reform that passed last December the and, day and they, my Social Security? The day they passed it, they started talking about entitlements, so-called entitlements. They talked about a $2 million deficit. We have heard our whole life from Republicans about the deficit and about raising taxes. And then in one fell swoop, they raised, they created a $2 trillion deficit. Even, even so before, even before uh, the tax cuts, uh, was Social Security unsustainable? No way. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking something has to be done. You either if have you, to raise the retirement age or you, you just, have to raise the cap. If you if you privatize it, or like some people are talking about it, like you just talked about your your uh, your 401k, you put those things in jeopardy. We need to secure it. We have There's plenty of money in this country to waste on other stupid things, like a trillion-dollar wall, where we can figure out a way to make Social Security safe forever. All right. Uh, well, geez, I, I, I'd love to fit in another issue, but uh, but I'm afraid I'd come up short. Um, let me uh, let me let me reset the table here. Sitting here with Grand Island Supervisor uh, Nathan McMurray, uh, Nathan running against Chris Collins in the twenty seventh congressional district. Should note that you live currently in Brian Higgins district. You would have to move. You can get elected to it, but you would have to move. Correctly, uh, if you do get elected. Kevin, you believe in the Constitution, right? I teach the Constitution. Absolutely, of you're you're an expert. So you and know, I believe in it. So you know darn well the law was made this way because these districts switch and move and sway all over the place. I'm going to use the, the Sarah Palin line. Uh, you know, I could see the, the 27th district from my house. I live right <laughs> next to it. I mean, give me a break to act like I'm some outsider's a joke. I, and this thing could I, be redrawn. I, I'm not, I'm not sure, like uh, like Sarah Palin, you'll be played by Tina Fey on next week's <laughs> Saturday Night Live. Hey, we have to go to a break. Uh, uh, Neil McManus is standing by with news uh, news at the top or at the bottom of the hour. Uh, when we come back, we'll take some of your phone calls for Nate McMurray. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer, producer extraordinaire, coming through once again. That is that bump music is 1989 when I started at Canisius College. Rolling Stones, mixed emotions, which pretty much uh, uh, sums up my feelings about politics these days. Anyway, wait, 1989, also the year Taylor Swift was born, in the name of her last album, 1989. That Joe Beamer, what a guy, what a guy. Anyway, Joe Beamer, yes, yes, and three years after the 86 Mets and uh, Bill Buckner and Well, and I have everything. to throw that out there. Someone texted in on Friday that uh, there needs to be a Leave It to Beamer segment because I always come up with, quote, the most obscure information. I, I, I love it. And by the way, is is the petition up yet for the uh, Joe Beamer show? Because I'm, I'm waiting for that. You know? You, you know, I mean, if, if, if NBC can pick up Brooklyn Nine-Nine, there's no reason WBN can't have find a spot for the Joe Beamer show. Kevin, all I can say is stay tuned. Anyway, we'll be going to your phone call soon for Nate McMurray. In fact, we'll be going almost right away. Nate McMurray, congressional candidate in the 27th Congressional District. That's currently represented by Chris Collins. Uh, is here. Uh, Nate is a Democrat. Why don't we do that? Why don't we go to the phones? Uh, let's go to John and Rochester. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, Kevin. Hey, Nate. Hey there. How you doing, sir? 
Hey, Nate, uh, uh, Kevin keeps saying that uh, it's a Republican district, but I don't know what the statistics are. Kevin, and I'm sure you know, but I don't think it's that out of whack uh, for the Republicans, is it? So, so are you, John, are, I, I, I know you're a fairly conservative guy from our conversation in the past. Are you actually calling to uh, give Nate uh, uh, encouragement? Well, well, no. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes and no. All right. Uh, well, it, it's it's pretty bad. I'll be honest with you. The regist- number of registered Republicans versus the number of registered Democrats versus the number of registered independents and blanks, it's dramatic. But, again, if you look at the polls on this guy, uh, my opponent is one of the least popular people in Congress. He has incredibly low numbers, especially those who've known him. And he hasn't had a debate in years, in over half a decade, for a reason. He does not want to be exposed in public. John, John, did you have a? Were you going to follow up with a question? By the way, John, let me ask you a question. Are you in that district? Because I know it goes over near Rochester. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I used to be in Collins District, but uh, not anymore. Okay. All right. Do you have a question for Nate? My question. My question, Nate, is uh, I used to be a Democrat. I dropped out of Democratic Party because they went off the rails, and uh, now it's even gotten worse. Uh, do you think you're going to get any? You're going to get any flack? Because of the leadership of the Democratic Party, you've got uh, Tom Perez, who is really off the rails left. And then you've got uh, Keith Ellison, second in command, who's an anti-Semite and uh, supports Louis Farrakhan, who's been a, a member of the Nation of Islam, an anti-Semitic organization. It, to me, that's off the rails. What do you as, as always, John, great questions. I'm going to cut you loose, and you can listen to uh, Nate's reply. John, I'm going to say this. I don't know about the specifics of those things you said, but I do think the party has got out of whack. I think they forgot about working people. And the fact that my dad was a Democrat growing up, he believed in the party that represented fairness and represented fairness for people to have fair wages, to have a fair working conditions, to be treated be treated fairly by their government. And I believe in that type of uh, party. I think our party should be restored to that. So do I think I'm going to get a huge help from the National Party? No. And I think, do I think they're a little bit out of whack and they forgot the values and the concerns of working people? Yes. Nate, got a full bank of callers, but let me try to squeeze in one more issue. I still want to go through my issue list. Uh, uh, environment. Um, I've, I'm pro-environment. I Listen, I lived in China. I was in China when I, I, I've seen you know, incredible disasters, environmental disasters there. I never want our country to be like that. Do you, do you think that the current uh, director of the EPA, Scott Pruitt, has gone too far in Ab- deregulation? Absolutely. You want to go back to the 70s when we had, a, you know, Lake Erie completely polluted? We need to pitch. This is our greatest resource that we have in this country is our environment. Our of course, land. there is this tension between commerce and environment. You know, if you, if, you, if you try to protect the environment, if you go too far, you're probably hurting business. If you go the other way, you're hurting the environment. Well, you have to have a balance in all things. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the, the, the fact of the matter is our greatest resource in Western New York is our water. In the long term, it's more precious than air, more precious than oil, rather. It's more precious than gold, and it's something we need to protect. We need to protect our water. We need to protect our land. And we did a bad, we did a bad job of it in the past. And you have these environmental disasters all over our country, from the from the 70s and the 60s when we didn't have those protections, and we can't go back to the way it was. Okay, let's go back to the phones. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Pendleton. Kevin, thank you for holding. Yeah, I had a question for Nate, but before I go on here with my question, Nate, um, you mentioned the word fairness, and you say fairness, Nate. You know, Nate, what goes wrong comes wrong. So what Cuomo and the Democrat powerbrokers did to you is no different than what Jeremy Zelna and the Democratic Party chairs of the 27th district did, where 
you guys didn't even allow a fair primary hmm. of the candidates and have the, let the people of the twenty seventh have a seat. Uh, okay, okay, that, that's that's good. Uh, Kevin makes the point that uh, that the field was cleared for you by the by the Democratic powers that be. Kevin, Kevin, that is that is just not true. I mean, if you think there are people behind us some closed doors fighting for me, I had to go to all those events. I had to go to how many primary nights did we have? How many candidates nights did we have? Yeah. My competitors should have won one of those events. They should have came away stronger. They didn't do that. I fought for every single person to get behind me. They could have done the same way, and nobody forced anyone to jump out of the campaign. You know what? I would have loved them to stay in the campaign. I would have loved to have a primary. I would have loved to have that chance. It would have gave us a chance to talk more about the issues and talk more about how Chris Collins has Ke- not represented Western New York. Kevin, did you have another question? Yeah, I had a question. Nate, how are you able to campaign full-time while working at Delaware North um, full-time and meet your commitments as mm. full-time Grand Island supervisor. Well, okay, Kevin, Kevin, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, dro- drop you and then I'm going to let you listen to his, uh, his answer on the air. But thanks once again for calling as always, Kevin. Well, there eventually is going to come a time where I'm going to have to step away from my duties or the things I've done for Delaware North so I can focus full on the campaign. But every person who ever ran for Congress, including Chris Collins, including Brian Higgins, anybody also run- has a position where they're, where they're serving the community in their elected role, and they're also running, including Kevin. Everyone who has a position has to do both, and I'll do both the same way. Very good. Listen, uh, well, let's, 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 I'll tell you what, let's, uh, rather than squeeze in a call, let's squeeze in one more issue. Uh, before you came on, I had Avi Israel in here and uh, Jacqueline Zambito from Save the Michaels. I asked them if they had any questions for you, and, and they wanted to know your feelings about the federal government's role in combating the opioid epidemic. The federal government has to do more. We need to treat this like a medical issue that it is. And I know people want to you know, scream about um, that it's not a medical issue. It absolutely is. It's a medical issue that's destroying our – it's a plague on our communities, and we need to treat it as such. And I oh. wish the president has talked about it like that, but he needs to take it more seriously. Okay. As we go to break, uh, I'll invite more of your phone calls. We'll get to them after the break, 803 the number to call when we come back. Nathan McMurray will be here for one more segment. Nathan is the Democratic candidate for 27th Congressional District, currently occupied by Chris Collins. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And, and welcome back to Hardline. Uh, producer Joe Beamer trying out some. Uh, Bump music for the Joe Beamer show coming to a <laughs> radio station near you. Uh, listen, uh, next week, uh, my uh, my guest, one of my guests, will be Erie County Democratic Chair Jeremy Zellner. We had uh, Nick Langworthy on a week ago. Jeremy will be giving the Democratic response, I suppose. But currently in studio, uh, Nathan McMurray, Nathan, the supervisor of Grand Island, also the Democratic candidate for the 27th Congressional District. That district is currently represented by Chris Collins. Uh, listen, before we go back to the phones at 803-0930, uh, Nathan, uh, um, your opponent, Chris Collins, mm. uh, big backer of the president's. I mean, he was the first member of Congress to come out in support of the president. He's been close to the president uh, from day one when others were running away from him. Uh, Chris Collins was supporting him. Um, your, what do you think your relationship with the president would be? How do you view the president? Well, of course, number one, Chris Collins, of course, is close to the president because some people like the president. No one likes Chris Collins. So it's a good thing for him to have that connection. And unlike the president, or unlike Chris Collins, our president has charisma. 
Now, Democrats don't like to say that, but the guy is funny, right? He was on TV for years. He's a professional entertainer. I often say, I mean, you can't tell me that winning and winning and keep on winning isn't funny. That's a funny, he is a funny presence, an interesting presence. But what do I think about his policy? I think it's, I think it's uh, harming America. America is about more than just being strong. America is about being good. And we are not that seen that way anymore. I have a friend who lives in China. He's an attorney in China. He called me and he said, I said, what do people see about this in China? But what do they think about us right now? And he said, listen, they think they're sad. I said, why? I mean, not because of some bad thing for China, but because they used to look at America as a place that represented more than just power, that represented certain values. And, and that's, a, that's a universal principle across the world. People look up and respect America because we are the country of goodness. And I think that our president has forgotten that, has gone away from that. You know, prior to the last segment, uh, producer Joe Beamer brought us in with uh, one of my favorite Rolling Stones songs, Mixed Emotions. Um, like a lot of people, uh, or a lot of people do have mixed emotions about the president. They share your feelings about the president's style, but then they look at some of the results. Let me ask you, if the president is able, if something comes of this uh, this summit with uh, North Korea, uh, you know, the, the I guess the war has been officially ended, uh, and if something more comes out of that, um, would you uh, be upset if uh, no. what, what people, people have been been calling for, some of the president's supporters been calling for him getting the Nobel Peace Prize. Now, a lot of people laugh at that, but if you do, you know, end the Korean, uh, you know, Korean tension there, isn't that worthy of a peace prize? Absolutely. I mean, let's be frank. I love a lot, a lot about what President Obama stand, stood for, but we gave him a Nobel Prize for nothing. <laughs> if, if, if Trump gets us peace in North Korean Peninsula through diplomacy, which is what we should be doing in, in Iran as well, by the way, through diplomacy, he should get the Nobel Prize. I totally, 100% will approve it. I want our president to be successful. I have concerns about who he is as a human being and his actions and, and the way he behaves and the way he treats the, the fundamental principles of our democracy. But I want him to be successful because I believe in the United so States. So on the, on, the, on the one hand, you could see giving him the Nobel Peace Prize or seconding that nomination. On the other hand, if you were elected and if Democrats do take over the House of Representatives, could you see yourself voting for impeachment? Uh, if well, listen, I, uh, p- impeachment's a legal proceeding. You don't make a decision. We believe in innocent until proven guilty. I need well, to it's see. A, the, it's a political. It, it's not innocent until well, proven I will, guilty. I will, I will look at it. I will look at the evidence and move forward accordingly. Am I concerned about connections to Russia? Either this guy really loves gangsters and, and, and Russian pop stars, or he is somehow connected in some way. Something, something's going up. But I will look at the evidence before me when I get in office. Very good. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, boy, are you late for this program. We start at 10 o'clock. But if you're just tuning in, we're sitting here with Nathan McMurray, supervisor of Grand Island, uh, congressional candidate, Democrat in the 27th District. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Adam. Adam, you've been holding on forever. Thank you for holding. Uh, Adam is not there, so let's go to Pete in Ontario. Pete, welcome to the program. You haven't been holding on forever. Adam split in the last second there. <laughs> you, you know what? It's almost insulting to hear that, and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, oh, hold it, Pete. Almost insulting to hear what? Well, that, that you think that for some way, that some reason, the president isn't showing American values. In fact, he's doing more. He's, he's helped through, through uh, you know, harder ways, harsher ways. Says a guy from Ontario. You know, it's just, it's just incredible that, that you could look at this president as not moving American values forward. That's exactly what he's doing. You have children now that have a future of getting a job where it was 
just simply just to tolerate what was going on. We, our former president was in a mindset of we have to accept the new reality of what America oh, is now. Okay, Pete, Pete, hold on for a second. I'll keep you on the line, and you can respond to Nate's response. Nate? Well, first of all, Pete, I, well, I hope, I'm guessing you're an American citizen, but it says here that you're from, from Canada. But if that's not correct, I apologize. The second thing is, if you think screaming at your constituents, attacking the media, yelling fake news, what is the definition of demagogue? It's someone who does not rule, rules by emotion, not by logic. We have a consistent stream of lies coming out of the White House, inconsistencies and lies that are objective, that any human being in the world who has a brain could look at and says, that doesn't make sense. That's not what we heard from yesterday. If you think that's representing the United States, well, I apologize. I do not. I think our president could do a lot better. I think he has certain skills. I think he's right on many of the trade issues. I think he's right on a lot of the other issues. He needs to buckle down and shape up and represent us the way a, a real leader does, which is looking with a sense of dignity and a sense of, uh, of the character that a president that we always had in this country. Okay, Pete. Can I respond to that? Yes. First of all, are you serious? That I admit there, there certainly is a politician in the White House now that's never been. But when we turn it, take a look at a, 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 a news, uh, uh, like to CNN, 24-7, nailing the president. Almost three-quarters have pulled out. Time out, time out. Did, you did not see the same thing from Fox. That's part of the job. Oh. You have to have thicker skin than that. Listen, it's part of being a politician that people say nasty things about you. As the president, he has to take it. Listen, we had, a, we had Fox News for years doing the same thing to President Obama. And now we have the same thing. I'm not saying CNN's always right, but part of the dignity of the president is to be go, a rising above it. We need him to rise above it. Pete, Pete I'll give you one more shot. And, and, you know, we're getting down a few minutes left in the show, but I'll give you one more rebuttal. That's what the left does, exactly what this gentleman is doing right now. There's absolutely no question that this president... Are you, wait, you didn't ask the question. Are you from the United States? Are you a United States citizen? There he goes. There you go. Okay, I proved my point. Well, thank you. Well, thank you from the, okay. All right. All right, keep going. That's all you got, buddy. No, I don't. Okay. I got a lot more. <laughs> That's all you got. All right, I'm 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 going to play the play the part of the linesman here yes, in the, yes, the yes, Stanley Cup playoffs and step between them and hopefully not get the, not get punched. Um, you know, I would uh, as as we talked about at the at the top of the hour, Nate. Uh, it's a it's a Republican district. It's a very conservative district. I'm sur- sure that there are a lot of people out there listening uh, who are in the district, like Pete, uh, who who may have a problem with your characterization of the president. Well, that's I understand that, and I want those people to support the president. They voted for him. They should love him. But let me say this: Listen to what I'm saying. I want you not to look at the D next to my name. Obviously, I'm an outsider. Obviously, the party leadership had a problem with me. I'm someone who's going to fight for unions because they provide good quality jobs to Americans. When we, and I'm going to fight for health care for all people in America. And I'm going to fight for the people that live here in the 27th district, not my rich friends in New York City, not my rich real estate friends in New York City, not my friends in Florida. I'm going to fight for my people here so we have better infrastructure, better jobs, and a better future. Let, and I'll be relentless about it because this is my home. Let me, let me, let me, we've got a couple minutes left. Let me, let me follow up on something you just said, infrastructure, because that was on my list and we, uh, of topics and we didn't get to it. Uh, uh, your, your four major, major infrastructure role for the federal government, and if so, would you need to raise taxes to, uh, to, to find the funds for that? Uh, listen, we, we, we would have to figure out a way to build our society again. If you think this is first world infrastructure that we have, it's just not. 
And the way you invest in the future is by building things, by building roads, by building bridges, and by building broadband. We like a hundred years ago, Kevin. Yeah, we, yeah, you, you know, you mentioned broadband. I mean, most of us think of infrastructure. We think of sewer lines, water lines, roads, and bridges. Broadband it's not, now broadband is, is the infrastructure yeah. of the future. Now, now, ten years ago, when I was overseas, I had even ten years ago, I had 160 megabytes per second in my apartment for internet. Right now, on Grand Island, I have six megabytes per second. We're being taken advantage of by Spectrum and these big companies. They're not putting money into their infrastructure. And why do we need that infrastructure? Because that will build the next generation of jobs, that broadband. Now, what is broadband? It's glass wire that you line up just on telephones, just like we did 100 years ago with copper wire or we did with telephone wire. It's just glass wire that we need to line across our communities so that we're connected, so we, ha can, we can run those next-generation programs for engineering and design and all the things that will make our society better and stronger. And guess what? If we don't do it, they're doing it in China. They're doing it in Korea. They're doing it in the rest of the world. We need to catch up. We, we are just out of, uh, about out of time, Nate, but uh, before we go, uh, if people are interested in your campaign, if they want to find out more, we've covered a lot of topics, but if they want to find out more about you, where can they go? Go to votemcmurray.com. And let me tell you this. We need a debate. Chris, come in here. This is, this is home territory for you on this radio station. I'll debate you right on the air. We need a debate so the people of western New York can see who and, you are and what you actually and, represent. Take and, the R's and the D's off the names. Let's have it out. One-on-one. On one. Let's that, go. That'll have to be the end because we're out of time. Uh, that's the end of our hour. Uh, thanks uh, to my guest, Nate McMurray, a congressional candidate for being here. You've been listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.